All right. Hey, everyone. This is Ori here. Uh, I'm here tonight with Alan on the audio. What's up? And we thought it'd be cool to heed questions from you guys and uh, try that out with you guys. So ask us anything about growth, healing, spirituality, uh, the future, the next world, uh, social engineering, and uh, stuff you're uh, moved about, stuff you feel moved about. And uh, we're here, and uh, let's let's explore. Why do you pick those topics as the people are going to start viewing and asking questions? Will take a little bit. So why those topics? Um, I guess I feel close to them. I feel like I have a relationship with them and experience pondering them. That's why. Yeah, any other topics come to mind, Alan? Yeah, those were all exceptional, yeah. All right. The flowering of consciousness. I wonder if we're going to see a big red or Angela or Marcos. Uh-huh. Just let our viewers know that uh, we are fielding questions in the comments. That's right. All right, we're gaining our, our uh, viewership right now. So ask away. My goal, my goal, Alan, would be to find a flow state with our viewers where we can uh, start to really shine and uh, serve up something uh, nutritious. <laughs> yes. Something uh nutritious for what? For the soul. Mm. For the being behind the eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And what would that nutrition do for the person? Re-energize. Bring them uh back up. Light their candle. Uh, provide catharsis. A sense of uh, richness or sweetness or healing or release or energizing. Something real, you know? Something uh, that people are looking for, whether they know it or not. So calling in those people. <laughs> calling in the people who could use what we can provide here tonight. Yeah. How many uh, viewers we got? We have uh, people jumping in and out right now. Back uh, to one right now. All right. Let us know your thoughts. If you have any questions for Ori, let us know.
I'll start you off with a question. Yeah, what's up? Please. What are the What are the I don't believe that's a valid English sentence question. <laughs> what is what, the what are the things that need to be done in order to flower consciousness to the new world it starts with the individual people need to love themselves for real enough to be alone and not suffer. People need to get in touch with themselves, with their true desires, with their emotional pain. With their soulful calling. It starts with the individual. An integrated individual um, radiates and attracts harmony and good stuff. So, everyone is a player. Everyone matters. Every collection of cells in history has dirt to make a flower with. And so tonight, I would love to address individuals' processes. Their life process. Their evolutionary process. Their process of meaning. Their process of suffering their process of transformation, process of inquiry. I would love to sit with it for people. How many viewers we got? Bounced up to two and back to one. All right, doubling up. As Ron Vargas would say, we're on track, we're going to be rich, baby. <laughs> Shout out Ron Vargas. 
calling on calling in Ron Vargas if he happens to show up. Yeah. <laughs> For teaching us so much about life and all the technical skills we needed to do this. The original yeah. Vargas. The original tech man. The original simulation duo man. And stuff. We love you. We do. Yeah, you got me to... Well, I can ask you a question, Alan. Yeah, I was just going to say you also got me to go deeper into myself and my shadow, which has been really interesting recently. I forgot that all of that stuff even existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it starts coming up in different ways from the deepest parts. Got to take care of it. Tend those parts of the garden. Yeah, what is your question? Um, how the heck are we going to be captivating talking about this stuff? Well, this is our uh, practice. This is our training grounds for becoming more and more captivating at, uh, at doing these processes. How do you want to be captivating at doing this? I want to find a flow state. I want to become comfortable with the people. That's right. I want to... Yeah. I do too. That's always ideal. Flow state. I don't think there's anything else as meaningful in this life for me as I guess you could say teaching people. Yeah. It energizes me. You told me the same. Yep. Want our gifts to register. But for now, we're just a couple of lonely schmoes in this moment. Yeah. It's like, might as well start raining <laughs> in this living room. Yeah.
<laughs> Let me see if I can add that graphic quick, that animation. No way. No, I'm joking. Ah, oh, okay. Well, it's probably a setting, but. All right. We should get. We should have that set up in the future. Yeah. For moments like these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're facing a, a rain hour. A rain moment, rain period. And uh, one of the dunking animations just takes our guests and dunks on my head or your head. Pretty much. Or maybe a flower blossoming animation. That happens on the show. This is true. <laughs> I have a feeling that the one person watching could be a could be a member of fam. Really? I don't know. It's just a feeling that I had. Okay, I, I thought you're gonna. I thought I was. You're gonna be like Ori. First comment: Are you high AF? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a family member like Boris or your mother? Hmm. Watching Ori. The evening of questions. Boris and Bella. Alan's rents. Parents. Yeah, fam. Mom and uncle. Excuse me. Love them. I've met them both. Had the pleasure. I've gone to Safeway with Boris. I've connected with him in my home. Alan's uncle. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah, connected with Alan's mother, Bella, on Skype, and here in San Jose, at Boris's apartments, when she visited this past month. Mm-hmm. And so, you could say I'm pretty much besties with Alan's fam. I'm in there. And uh, Alan has uh, chopped it up with my family as well. It's been fun. And uh, things are good. We're in the webs. Literally. <laughs> in this moment, we're in the web. <laughs> the most dynamic thing here is this stupid light. Hey. I'm just saying, man, no one cares about us, Alan. Hey, what's up, another viewer? If you have any questions for Ori. If you have any questions for Ori. Let us know. We are here. We come in peace. We're sober. We're never not. Uh, I know. <laughs> Just so funny. Questions, 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 quest
Give us the questions. 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 Let's see. Uh, I have never been so hungry for a question in my life. Let's see how this one sounds. No, that was not. Oh, okay. I'm with it. Let's see about this one. Let us know your questions. Let us know your questions. Yeah, you let us yeah. know. Or we're gonna get in flow. Spirituality, let's go. Let us know your questions. <laughs> let us know Yo. Questions. Uh, Feeling kind of nervous. I know y'all heard this. We probably got one viewer getting cooked like a skewer, uh, or Corey Brewer. That's a ball player if you knew her or him. Uh, getting stim from the music in my brain. Look, I'm insane. Look, I then came through to our living room where me and Alan are making music. Yeah, that's right. We don't even fight. Don't even fight. Just flow. Flow like water, yo. Right up in my glass. Yeah, you know we fast. Or just came off a 127 hour fast. Yeah, you heard that right. Yeah, you heard that right. Alan drinking his Sprite. All right. We gonna take your questions all night. Uh, I'm all white, but I like all varieties of humans as we bump into the music, as we flow in like some fluid, uh, Jewish, uh, is what my family is. Look, I done came through chilling with my boy, and we get it sweet like it's Chips Ahoy, uh, play like a toy, uh, that's what it is, boy. Boy, I just felt a chill in my neck. Is someone watching the video? Yeah. First letter of my name is O. Shit, I'm in the zone. Uh. I'm about to go and throw some lyrics on this fucking video. Uh. Alan chilling with the bro. Uh. What's good, man, my foe? Yeah, you know it's all good, my foe. Yeah, you know we feeling it, yo. Yeah, you know I'm behind the tricaster. Yeah, we're about to skip to the next track. Hey, that's a dope one. That's a dope one, Alan. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this, bro. Uh-huh. It, me- it was meant to happen, apparently. Apparently. Look. Thought we was gonna take some questions. But we didn't. So far. This is really hard. Hey, and I'm a little shy. Let us know your questions. Hey, another viewer, what's up? We're taking questions for Ori if you'd like to ask Hello, hello, another viewer. I'm an open book for life itself. For anything meaningful to anyone who is conscious and breathing. This is my, uh, this is my method to try to be like Sadhguru. This is my uh, first step. I feel you guys. I feel the viewers. I feel eyeballs. It might be one. It might have been one. But I feel it. It feels like pressure. And I want to meet it. I want to interact. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Alan just stood up. You getting on this? Well, we're... Yeah, there's the the camera is a little off, but yeah, we're twenty uh, <clears throat> twenty five in right now. Twenty five minutes? Yeah. Damn, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, what should uh, what should we do? We can um, also do another one of these, uh, maybe at not ten p.m. Is uh, this Logan Paul? Is that what you think this is? Logan and Jake Paul? (laughs) I'm appalled, Alan. We can, uh, yeah. We can also um, try again at different hours. Um, Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, how much much longer do you want to try and see if we can get any questions? Five minutes. All right. See if we have another uh, same. Um, cool. really important to do a first principle of understanding of how to flower consciousness. So if the first principle is you said know thyself, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's accept thyself. Mm-hmm. And then it's be the creator. Yes. Okay. What's wrong with that? What was that experience like for you when you knew 
you first learned about yourself, accepted yourself, and then became the creator? Um, uh, epic. It was epic. How did you do it? Hey, uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, let us know. Or he's fielding questions. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in. How did you know that you had known, you had found yourself when you were studying to find yourself, to know yourself? It's like a reoccurrence every day. You know? Yeah. How about you? Yeah, it is definitely a moment-to-moment -moment, uh, learning simulation, as you like to put it. Yeah. It's kind of a meditation. An 82-year meditation. That's a really good question, though, is uh, you enter into the learning simulation. You have to remember who you are and why you came. <clears throat> Yes, totally. Totally, bro. I like this stuff. Good, it's great practice. It's just, uh, maybe we try it not um, 10 p.m. Pacific time next time. Yeah. Maybe try it during the day. Maybe people um, tune in more. True. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Um, Ori's fielding questions right now about all things growth, evolution, healing, spirituality. If you have any questions, um, please ask away. He would love to answer them for you. We have more people watching now, so I'm trying to get him to ask. All right. forward to your questions we are looking forward to your questions yeah. anything 
lay it on me. People. How did you do the process of uh, accepting? Mo every moment, bro. Every moment, I'm just like, oh, what if I, like this is happening, and then I just like totally ride that wave. <laughs> and go like, okay, what's next that's scary? And like, yeah. So you're surfing the waves of the learning simulation. Yeah. You you feel that it's happening for you and for us all. I feel like it can. I feel like it's available to be unconditionally loving if we like take it if we like just decide to be totally intentional. Yeah. And then how do you become the, the creator? Uh, how do you become the creator mm -hmm. of everything? <laughs> After you know yourself and accept yourself, how do you be the creator? Uh, it's kind of a long story. Ooh. Well, we could do another couple of minutes to see if someone else asks a question. Let us know if you have any questions, guys. I'm actually getting into like this experience of like just being watched by strangers without even questions. <laughs> That's I, what's happening all the time. Right? I feel like I'm in a shower. Like I feel like I'm being showered by public energy. Uh, okay. Thanks for the comment, uh, Price and Pride. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he says he's totally aspy tonight. This is true. This is true. If you tuned in like 15 minutes ago, we were rapping. Yeah. I was a little less aspy. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Price and Pride. Yeah, 15 minutes ago, we were rapping. And then if you really wanted to um, get into uh, something that was a little more aspy, uh, check out the interview that Ori did with Alex Kate Shed. <laughs> Earlier today, Alex K. Chen is an Asian man who has the most answers on Quora, the Mo question and Qu answer site. Most questions, yeah. He's really smart. Thanks it for tuning in, everyone. We have more viewers. Uh, if you guys have any questions for Ori, he's fielding questions around growth spirituality evolution healing ask away he is yours i'm yours <laughs> or he'd be so good if uh, uh for a um that's like a sales commercial <laughs> and you can get this look at that look at that span <sighs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Ask away. Ask away. How many viewers we got? Four? 
four. All right. That's a good call. Pa this is a party. This is a party. I can totally feel it. Like, I feel, you know, you guys' presence, but I just feel like I'm in, like, an ice tank being, like, six, monitored. Six people watching. Guys, thanks. Six people. Thanks for tuning in. This is extraordinary. That's got to be the record for tonight. <laughs> Let us let us know it is. Let us know your um, questions. Ori is fielding questions around spirituality, growth, healing, evolution, consciousness. Let us know your questions. Thanks for tuning in. Alan, we're so ready for investment. <laughs> <laughs> Just today, Jeff uh, Clavier was on the show and was just like, some things are just uh, not for venture, which is a very interesting point. Donations, patrons, philanthropy, all different styles of funding methods. We are ready for your micro investments as viewers and the big dog investments. This is fun. Yo, if you look at my hands... Let me zoom on it. Hold on. All right. All right. I'm zooming on it. Go ahead. Hold it up. You look. can see that it's like... F towards the camera that faces you. Yeah, that You one. can see that it's... It kind of changes quickly, but you can see that it's like... Hold it in position so that I can zoom on it. There you go. Okay, what are you trying to show them? That kind of like blood-infused mixture of like red and white. Yes. We can see it, yeah. It kind of goes away, but it's... Uh, but anyway, that happens when I'm, like, uh, open to all the energies in the space, even if they're psychic and non-local. Hmm. It's always interesting when people choose to watch and not submit questions. <laughs> like, what's... Oh, you're watching a... You know, it's also important... Just bless us, please. It's also important to write AMA, um, an evening for questions. Mm, AMA. AMA. Ask me anything. I guess, I guess I have to build a rep. Yeah, I did, I did a little bit of that, too, and it, and it helped. Um, people were... <laughs> Definitely not watching my AMAs when I started, and even now, people really still don't really watch my AMAs that much. But we had a pretty decent one on the nature of reality recently. Connor Crafts, hello, thank you for your comment, Connor. Acidity and alkalinity, cognition. What is a factor that agitates you or makes it difficult to be on level with others? Mm. That sounds like two questions. Yeah, let's start with that first one. Acidity and alkalinity, comma, cognition, question mark. Yeah. Um, sounds like uh, an interesting piece of the health and performance puzzle. I know Wim Hof, like the Iceman, has like his whole breathing and cold shower and mind control methods that play with that kind of blood chemistry and get in practice getting you really alkaline and stuff. Um, and then I like the second part of the question because it feels more relevant to my life currently. Yep. Uh, 
which was uh, what is a factor that agitates you or makes it difficult to be on level with others um for me it's like this sense of like uh reluctance to connect you know like just getting the chance to connect with people because i feel uh like a readiness to uh to connect but uh but everybody's in their worlds in their busy worlds and i feel a little bit free from a lot of like of uh i feel kind of free from a lot of uh what people are occupied by yep mentally these days and so sometimes it's hard uh to connect with people even though i feel so so much space uh to offer i feel like there's so much uh presence here to uh to bring so that's my personal answer to your question i don't know how common it is in other words, Ori is ready for students, uh, and it, um, and he sees other people that are um, uh, consumed with other things that uh, could potentially use what he has to offer as a gift, and he's ready for his students. What about it making it difficult to be on level with others? What's a factor that makes it difficult to be on level with others? Yeah. Um, people are wounded. Everybody has their kind of eggshells, right? Like a lot of people these days are kind of walking around on eggshells where we can be easily like triggered emotionally by things. And uh, so it's hard to be... Uh, like if you if you really like uh integrated within yourself then it can be hard to be on level with uh uh people who aren't what do you think alan yeah and also then go above you so like what do like Sadhguru or bentinho and your other role models what do they have um, that makes it hard for you to be on level with them. They have a following. They have a place in the world. They have a structure around them. And, uh, and so that makes it harder to be on level with them in one sense. Like, for example, Bentinho Massaro, the second guy Alan just mentioned, is finally coming to Las Vegas, which is driving distance from us. It's like a nine-hour drive. He's coming to Las Vegas for, like, a, a little retreat, but it's $6,000 a person. So that makes it difficult for me to be on level with Bentinho. But, uh... But, but my sense is that People like him and Sadhguru uh, are very levelly in the sense that if I did get a hold of them, if I did get to be with them, that uh, they would be uh, levelly and have that makeup.
I wonder how long ago was that like Bentinho was kind of like in your place of, uh, of wanting to put together the infrastructure around him and what he did to do that and uh, how you can do it as well. Yeah, it sounds like uh, like 10 years ago or something. He had some big awakenings in India. And then he came to U.S. and was like really just captivating and like everybody just wanted to sit around him and listen and that his like vibration was really high and it was like palpable. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big key is that can you be that captivating that uh, that people want to be around you yeah. and be palpable enough uh, with the way you're communicating it like Alex was talking about today. Yeah. Hey guys, do you have any other questions for Ori? We would love to hear from you. Let us know what questions you have. Thanks for the last couple comments. And uh, Connor, thanks for that last question again. I love questions. Yeah. These are my question receiving hands. That's interesting that uh, Bentinho had um, spiritual awakenings in India. Do you know? Um, do you know anything else about that ten years ago and um, what that was like and what he talks about regarding it? Um, I know that they were very enlightenment oriented, and then uh, you know, like enlightenment, and he would talk about like the space that's always here and like give pointers toward it and things yeah and then uh so he came to the u.s and then and then kind of focused on that but then after a couple of years his focus became empowerment oriented so he kind of has these two sides uh, to spiritual teaching like enlightenment empowerment enlightenment and empowerment so then in uh, colorado he spent uh a chunk of years with more of an empowerment focus like law of attraction he would talk about and like manifesting your dream life and like creating your dream life and like uh personal development like that sort of stuff and then after that he ended up in sedona arizona back on the enlightenment side and he opened a self-realization school where they'd have meetings once a week and talk about self-realization which is like enlightenment i think and uh so and ever since he's been more on the enlightenment side again but he's just a great great incredible teacher definitely one of my favorite and most influential here on planet earth and uh i just uh i love how how high his vibration is if you will yeah, let's get a uh, let's find our way to get into that um, uh, networking event too. We have a question from uh, Price and Pride. Any anecdotes on whether being ultra spiritual leads to a life of solitude slash disconnection? Thanks for the question. Mm, that's a great question. Um, I guess it's up to you. I guess it's up to you, you know? Like, I have had some awakenings where it feels like I could go 
to the middle of nowhere and um, my psychology could survive. Like it feels like there's, it feels like uh, I have that in me to, to but then like uh, I feel so called, I mean, you could say it's because of my karma. You could say it's because of my family relationships, my karma and stuff. But for whatever reason, I totally still feel called to do some work here in the world, super in the world, the most in the world. Like I want to bring like the most enlightened consciousness right into the heart of like leadership and like influencers and like systems and hierarchies. So um, I, I would say that it's up to you. And like for me personally, I'm in a phase where it's very worldly. And ultimately, I could see myself uh, wanting most to kind of like have a house with no one in it. And like w maybe even like once a week, just like go down and be with some community uh, for health reasons and stuff. So great question. Thanks. And uh, I've thought of that as well. One of the good things about um, that style of being uh, alone for periods of time is that it enables you to deeply reflect on your purpose in the world if you're not saturating that time with like consuming content. Well, you could do that even if you live in the quote-unquote matrix. You know, after the workday or whatever, in the evening you can lie on your bed, whip out your journal or phone, and start writing about what happened that day that meant something to you, however small or big. And just processing each day and transforming and becoming a new person each day, a more crystallized expression of yourself, a more integrated soul. And so um, maybe not, that, that's what I did. So maybe for some people it's best to kind of get away on a meditation retreat or to be secluded, to be in nature. But maybe for others, all you really need is a closed door to your room to kind of be in your own aura for a while and to uh, get in touch, you know, to journal or, or to uh, be with your thoughts or however you like to do it. Yeah. Almost certainly by doing that, you know yourself better. Yes. And we usually enter into friend networks um, when we're in our school days growing up. And then towards our end of our 20s, we kind of like, and even mid-20s, we kind of um, branch maybe a little bit more towards our specific interests. And you can kind of feel people falling off of your... Uh, friend group and a couple people falling into your friend group that are new and um, but the more that you uh, become uh, more deeply connected to yourself and your divine purpose usually the more 
you don't need to go to bars and you don't need to go to uh, clubs and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the raddest thing to try is to like meditate in a bar or club yeah. with your eyes open yeah I think that's I think that's big for people who are have already kind of spent some time meditating and stuff on their own I think the next frontier for creating the next world would be to uh, become meditative in social situations I'm so happy that you said that and we got into that point right now because that's what you have uh, taught me to double and triple down on even though before it was more people still today call it like people watching but there's still a level deeper than people watching um being i feel a big presence here yeah go ahead yeah yeah me too but right when you got into that point i felt the presence um it is the next level when you've done a lot of meditation the next level is to bring your meditative self to the world and to the especially the most matrixy parts of the world and see what as ori says how it feels like holding space in those settings yeah yes and then when you're meditative and that's your disposition there's no other exciting thing to do but be a mirror and a balancing agent for social situations and so that can look vibrant and dynamic and then that can look meditative but it's just this intuitive navigation of balancing the energy of the room or the equation what does that mean though um for when you are in that like bar and you're trying to hold space there what does being a mirror and balancing agent mean like you mean like like when give us an example of like when something goes down and how you're a mirror or a balancing agent um let us know if you guys have any questions for ori love to hear from you yeah an example so someone gets loud and then you answer quietly or someone or the room feels dead and then you kind of like uh, inject some vibrancy into it skillfully so it's an intuitive uh, it's a sensing thing it's it's like precognitive it's not uh, thought out necessarily so that's a that's an interesting example so if the room's quiet you inject vibrancy if the room is vibrant you inject silence yeah, I don't know, but the thing is, like, uh, who's the one being intuitive, and and how integrated is he? You know, like, how much of his pain has he felt and loved? Yeah. You keep coming back to that point about feeling and loving your own pain. So each of us have that, and it needs to be loved. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, I like this presence that I'm feeling like. I don't know 
who or what it is, but I feel like uh, we're in cool company now. Like I feel like what we're doing matters. It picked up in the last 25 minutes, which is great. Also feeling some heart heart opening. It's good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Let us know what questions you have yes. for Ori. Uh-huh. Please do. This is also um, interesting because bringing the meditative self out into the world becomes its own learning part of your learning simulation, and there's like just a constant iteration process on becoming better and better at it like i want to share the story because you you know you really inspired me to do it um but just seeing the way that ori participates at events versus the way that i do you know i'm the guy running around events trying to network with people um find who the right people are to network with uh get connected to them uh, do collaborations, cross-pollinate networks, uh, help each other creatively execute. And then, uh, you know, Ori is at these events doing that rarely. And then uh, most of the time just holding space for the place. So he's uh, mostly, you know, standing or sitting and in silence, usually with his eyes open and engaging with the energy of the, of the, of the space. And so he started inspiring me to do exactly that. And so then I found myself doing that and very fascinating things started happening. And maybe we'll get to the story, but um, Ross Grover, hey Ross, thanks for commenting. Uh, we really appreciate you being a, a frequent uh, viewer and commenter of the show, Ross. Hello. Yeah, good to see you in there. <laughs> Ross's question. Um, what are your thoughts on a matrix mind grappling the idea of spiritual enlightenment it can be difficult explaining the uniqueness of one's own path without the pathfinder copying and pasting you that's the pathfinder copying and pasting you as in like the matrix is the one that's doing the copying and pasting for people's paths like putting them in the machinery and then the idea of uh, trying to spiritually enlighten is... Can you reread that? Yeah. What are your thoughts on a matrix mind grappling the idea of spiritual enlightenment? It can be difficult explaining the uniqueness of one's own path without the pathfinder copying and pasting you. Can you read it one more time? Yeah. What are your thoughts on a matrix mind grappling the idea of spiritual enlightenment? 
it can be difficult explaining the uniqueness of one's own path without the pathfinder copying and pasting you. I think I, I think I understand what's being asked. And if so, my thoughts are that I can relate. I can totally relate. Um, we're co-creating each other. And so you can be the most enlightened soul, but um, walk into a room with uh, certain uh, minds and you're going to be co-created in a certain way. Um, and so that can be disheartening at times. But um, it can also be uh, an epic navigation to integrate the uh, minds of of the quote-unquote matrix and uh, kind of unlock their unique uh, hearts and uh, approvals um, and just becoming that much more purified and connected and uh, so that can be an interesting uh, journey to try to kind of land in the hearts of all people in the hearts of the matrix and uh, change it from inside out yep. to be in the world but not of it as they say not of this world but not in it like certain people thank you for your question Ross yeah he says I love that idea and once you say spiritual they sometimes copy your insight some are so copy and paste that it's hard to look inside. Yes, absolutely. And so you got to be the real deal and just uh, exemplify it. And uh, the ones who are meant to recognize it will. And uh, that's fulfilling. Like on a <clears throat> on a bell curve of uh, people that are uh, at Ori's students, um, it would be people that are already like have a taste of spiritual enlightenment. Um. Yeah, um, even more so than putting it that way, I love earnestness and qualities like readiness and even fed upness and um love and well intentions and uh realness and rawness and honesty itself inquiry so these are qualities i love even more than like quote unquote awake people whose pupil whose pupils are big and like may have transcended themselves in a certain way but i love i love like uh some of those qualities i listed you know, sometimes you'll find just quote-unquote normal people in the real world, but the, they give you a good feeling, you know? It just feels like a good guy. And so there's different versions of, of spiritual people. Yeah, that, that's great, Ori. Earnestness, readiness, fed-upness, those are great uh, qualities to look for in students. Uh, devotion. Yeah. I would rather have a quote-unquote date with a devoted person than anyone else. Like, no matter how 
famous or whatever. What are they devoted to? Um, themselves. Themselves, their process, life, life's process, the highest beauty, humans, hearts, God, if you will, divinity, truth. <clears throat> Excellent. Yeah, thanks for those questions, Ross. Uh, Keep it up, everyone, or he's catching some fire. Keep it up, guys. Another comment from Ross. I wish we could have city collective spiritual sit-downs to heal from a world we created too fast. If everyone knew we could heal before our tech is too contaminated. City collective sit-downs. Mm -hmm. Calling it in. City collective sit downs. City collective spiritual sit downs before our tech is too contaminated. What would inspire a movement? What would pull people toward this? What captivates? in truth. Price and price has drugs. And Ross Grover says, it's tricky, no drugs. <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting that those two comments are literally the right-hand path, left-hand path debate. Yeah. Right-hand path being no drugs and left-hand path being drugs. Do whatever you need to recommune with God and the infinite. Um, Ross says people's minds aren't strong enough. Yes. Ross says minds are too fragile. Sounds like Ross uh, is really. Um, Do you want to try and hold some space for Ross? Well,. I'm just sharing um, that I, if, if you're still here, Ross, my sense is that you may be, as I have been, really impacted by uh, the landscape you find yourself in. And, you know, you mentioned the matrix and people's minds and the strength of them. And uh, I, uh, I don't know. I wonder what emotion is there in your nervous system around it. I wonder if there's resentment. I wonder if there's frustration. I wonder if there is hurt. 
I wonder if there's grief. I wonder if there is rage. And whatever it is, I wonder if it can be felt and breathed through. And uh, connected with. Yeah, that was great. Ross, let us know if uh, any of those things resonate with you. If, if, uh, if there's any resentment or hurt or rage about the world and if uh, this can be felt by you and be breathed through and connected with. He says, uh, rolling on floor laughing, human history is filled with all of those emotions. Oh yeah, we, collective energies, yeah. Totally. Ori yesterday told me that I'm uh, trudging through a wasteland. Uh, Ross says no rage. Okay. Unless it's swallowed. Yeah, I had a, I had a great pivotal therapist uh, a few years ago who told me that I was swallowing my anger. And uh, I was uh, a college basketball player at the time, and I kind of had this coming out party with my anger where I like kind of uh, confronted my coach in front of the whole team. And uh, it was pretty epic, and uh, it felt really good afterward, and it, and it resolved in a beautiful way in front of everyone. But I'm not saying that's the case for everyone. I was kind of like this super... I was just like really nice and stuff and so I was swallowing my anger. I was scared to get angry. I was scared of what I could be like when I was angry. But anger is such an intense uh energy that um it can clog us up if it's not if it doesn't move. Uh it's one of the emotions and it makes us whole to have a relationship with it. Ross says it's like toddlers on a playground at recess. Mm -hmm. Price and Pride says don't eat your feelings, Ori. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I try not to. I love the opposite of eating my feelings. Because it's healthy and it leaves a green footprint. You know, everyone that we think is an a-hole, usually they're in some sort of pain. And so when we feel our emotions, when we process our emotions, it doesn't have to be with people or, or it can be, uh, then in my opinion, our footprint becomes greener because the way we can show up in the world is a little more spacious, uh, loving, patient, sharp, etc. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs>
I'm just swimming in these public energies, there's people online, and it's kind of cool. I can feel it. I feel like I, I've taken like a, a mud shower. If you look at my hands, you'll see that they're infused with blood because I'm sensing it all <clears throat> well let us know if you guys have any more questions I want to um, back to editing that video Ross says, I can't hold feelings. They warp my quiet mind. Can't hold feelings. They warp my quiet mind. Huh. Everyone has a unique disposition and healthy balance. Ultimately, if you want to embody enlightenment and become a, a meditative vessel, then uh, we want to process all our emotions. But... Um, Maybe this is your current homeostasis. Sometimes we do a certain amount of emotional work and then the next step is we have these emotions that are actually tied to relationships. And so they can't move in a effective way without addressing a relationship. And then maybe there's a timing for that in your life about when it should happen. So food for thought. Ross says, awesome sit-down, guys, by the way. Thanks, Ross. Great. Really, really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for joining us, brother. Thank you. I like that last point on emotions being tied to relationships. It's a very interesting one, too. It's a very complex web that we're immersed in. And to know how to navigate it, it's very, very important. Yeah. You want to... Um, Tinkle, tinkle time night, guys. Thanks to the blue light spiritual toning. <laughs> is that Ross? That was Price and Pride. Ross says yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good night. Um, thanks so much. We really appreciate you tuning in. Um, you want to wrap on that high note? We can, but just noticing that it sounds like after like an hour, we start to catch a, a flow and, and some dialogue going. So maybe some, yeah. So maybe in the yeah. future we can plan for that. Yeah, yeah. Because after twenty-five we didn't have too much. After fifty we had a decent amount, and now it's dropped back down. Um, so the more engaging we are, also the more, yeah, we'll uh, people. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Alan. You this wanna? was fun, and thank you to the people who participated. This is in Acorn. This is a small taste of what's coming, hopefully. So, thank you for being a part of it. Yes, and let us know your thoughts in the comments below on the points that uh, Ori was sharing and that you guys were asking. Ross also says, love you guys. Please keep these up. It's so nice of you. Thank you, Ross. We love you too. Thank you so much. 
Ross, where are you? Uh, where are you coming from? Where are you located? We're in uh, Silicon Valley in the San Francisco Bay Area in California, USA. Our boy Ross is from Columbus, Ohio. Mm. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. The oddest city in the world. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thanks for tuning in, Ross. Thanks for letting us know where you're coming from. All right, guys. Thanks so much again. And uh, if you uh, find these to be uh, important, just find our, but our uh, contribution buttons below. You can join us for even just uh, little amounts. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, fellers. Does that include women? Sisters, too? Sisters, too. Yeah. Okay.